Hello, uh, welcome to Downtown Dialogues. Uh, this is Adaya Moon, the Associate Artistic Director at Theatrical Outfit. And I am honored to be here with part of the creative team for uh, Lady Day at Everson's Bar and Grill. And I'm just gonna let everybody introduce themselves, uh, starting with uh, Professor Little. Hello everyone, I am Eric J. Little and I am the Director of Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill. And I'll pass it to Lady. Hi, I'm Terry Burrell and I am playing Lady Day. Billie Holiday, Lady Day. Hello, I'm Lorenzo Sanford and I am fortunate to be able to work with these two brilliant people as the drummer for Lady Day. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, and thank y'all again for uh, taking some time to talk with us. Um, so, uh, I, I think for the three of you, that this is your this is your uh, second uh, attack of this wonderful, beautiful, powerful piece. <laughs> so, uh, how does it feel to be revisiting this piece after a couple of years? I mean, what are some new insights that you've gained on the piece uh, since this is the second production? I think you've all three been a part of. Well, Eric said something the very first day that put me at ease. He said, this is not a remounting of the show. This is, we're doing it brand new because we did it four years ago and much has happened in the world in four years. And we've grown older and processed the world in a different way in four years. So we were able, because we were already familiar with the text, to not have to concentrate on that so much um, and more deepen the character of uh, Billie Holiday in this piece. And I think that that's, that's the biggest difference, you know, um, in, in doing this again, four years later. Yeah, I would echo Terry, you know, I think we all, like we said, because usually remounts happen within months um, or maybe even a year, but four years later, it's like, it's a remount, but not really. because <laughs> mm -hmm. So we, you know, I think we sort of said it's an encore production. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we had new, new team members. You know, a lot of us were brought back who were the same, but a few design members were different. Um, you know, Tyrone Jackson, who's our great accompanist and uh, musical director this time. He was, you know, new this time. Um, and then even with you, uh, Sir Moon, sir, you and um, Matt, I was thinking even last time, yeah. you know, of course, Tom and Clifton were the leaders of the theater. So even now that was different. So it was like, it's a different leadership team. It's a different uh, energy. And then of course, as Terry said, four years later, the world is different. So I think we looked at it like, how, how do we attack it now? And then another reason I know, uh, we love for Lorenzo, I'm sure to uh, work with this. We brought the band in more, like we made the band mm -hmm. a lot more involved in the show this time and it was it was it was really really good i, I really enjoyed that new point of it they're enjoying it too because oh, i can hear I them back there <laughs> it's, and they it wait to see it. it's hilarious, see it again. It is hilarious. <laughs> but you know it made for a more 
team effort. You know, everybody had something to offer to it. And they're, they're very engaged in it. That, not that they weren't engaged in it four years ago, but it was like me and then, you know, it was the band. Now it's yeah. a, a total unit. Everybody, yeah. You know, they're, they're very much involved in the story and reacting to her in real time. You know, most of it in disgust, but <laughs> and, and another, I think, very important factor was that uh, Eric and I were much more comfortable with each other this time. Yeah, much more. He didn't have to. He didn't. He was not wondering, OK, what the hell I got on my hands here? Now, I'm not saying it was that the first time <laughs> around, but we were, we were both kind of deer in the headlights with it because we didn't know each other. Yeah. Um, we, we we got to know each other during that process, and thank God that show turned out to be a success. Mm-hmm. But this time, four years later, and we've seen each other since then. I even saw him be an actor in a piece, uh, the Tony with well, Tony Stone. You Tony know? Stone. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, there was much more of a comfort level yep. and much more of a collaborative feeling between us. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. And for me, I just want to be very clear that, again, I want to repeat, it's a privilege to be able to work with these two great artists because Terry is a revelation every night. Hmm. And Eric and Eric has been so precise and yet flexible mm-hmm. that that it's just been amazing. I, I came to him one day and, and said, I know I'm not supposed to do this. It's totally out of my lane. I want to make a suggestion. It's, it's totally not cool for me to do this. Please forgive me in advance. And he heard me and then and then was open to it, tried it, and then came back and said, no, it's not going to work. But for a, direct, for a director to do that is just unheard of. And for me, it, it makes me want to act again. I, it's been 30 years since I acted, but it makes me want to makes me want to act. And you do it very well, Lorenzo. Oh, Lorenzo, you're great, bro. Yeah, no. Come back to it. They're all getting into it. I just love it. Sometimes I want to. I can't can't (laughs) wait to see uh, the updates this week. I'm going to come, you know, I'll be back for the final week. You're going to come back and see all the the actors' improvements. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's new. <laughs> I, I actually get um, sometimes it's hard to go when the when the curtain symbolically comes up after we um, after we end the show. Sometimes it's hard for me to just smile because I've gotten so into responding mm-hmm. to Terry in deep song. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was interesting see, seeing it last night again or yesterday again. Uh, because I, I mean, you guys just feel like a real band on stage, and the story is just so alive. And I, and I think you know, each night it, it grows and grows. Um, little, what did you? Because I think I've asked uh, Lorenzo and, and Terry this question, but um, I haven't asked you this question yet. Um, what did you? Uh, what did you learn this time around directing the piece, uh, or, or new discoveries that you made when directing? Um. The piece? It's interesting. I don't know so much, but I would say one of the things, and I, I think I told Terry this, is, and you would understand this as a fellow director and educator, 
you learn, you know, from your collaborators, you know, from the actors, from uh, the musicians or whoever. And it was, I think, one, to continue to listen more as a director, you know, um, and even though I, you know, you can think you do it pretty well, but it's like even more now listening to, you always have to remember, even though I, you know, I am an actor first, but you know, when I'm in the director mode, you know, sometimes you're just directing, but you have to remember that with the actors is coming through them. Directors, we're seeing it. Actors, they're feeling it. And so I think you gotta hear things differently if something doesn't feel right or, or they're feeling it a different way, you got to put those two things together, what you're seeing and what they're feeling and making sure and, you know, seeing how that comes together. Uh, sorry, they're cutting grass outside. I don't know if y'all can hear it. Hopefully y'all cannot. <laughs> but um, yeah, just listening. Um, Terry said something one day and it was just... And the funny thing, she was talking. No, it was a good thing, Terry. And she was continually <laughs> talking. And you know how somebody says something, you like, huh? And I was just like, I never thought of that. And it was the uh, she said about how Billy told stories. She said, like, well, you know, she tells mm. stories from like the end to the beginning or something. She, you know, like she tells the end first, and then she kind of goes back and bring it out. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I was like, wow. I, I said, that's a deeper meaning. I never, you know, and so the structure of it, it helped mm-hmm. me to help her more yeah. as a director. And even just from this process on, when I'm directing, thinking about, all right, what's the structure of it? So mm-hmm. yeah, just listen more. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, a, when, I was, when I was listening, oh, I'm sorry, Lorenzo, go ahead, bro. No, I was going to say, Eric, that's such a beautiful, um, revelation for you to, to say that the director sees it and the actors are feeling it that's a mm-hmm. that's a that's a powerful insight thank you yeah well definitely. um and and Adaya, keep remember what you were going to say there was a moment in the show when billy is talking about um how she had written that song for her mother god bless the child mm-hmm. and uh she sits down and she says she's talking about her great grandmother and how she had been a slave and how she loved her. And she used to sleep with her every night when she was about 89, eight or nine. And I don't remember how, uh, you know, the real story is, they don't go into it in the script. The real story is that when she said that one day they woke up and she was dead and the neighbors come into the house because they heard me scream in the house down and I had to go to the hospital for a month. Well, the real story is that when she says this woman used to, she used to wrap them skinny little long arms around me. Her grandmother, great-grandmother died in her sleep and rigor mortis had set in. And so Billy could not get out of her grip. Now think of the size of an eight or nine year old and the neighbors, they had to break her great-grandmother's bones Mm. to get, to, to release Billy. The trauma of that. So Eric wanted to see this and, and, and there was a question as to how I was gonna come out of it because mm-hmm. you see the audience doesn't mm-hmm. know the real story and they'll never hear the real story. So right. this became symbolic, but I wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling it 
but I wanted to give him what he wanted. And it's like Lorenzo said, and it's like Eric said about listening. He let me, I said, I'm going to give it to you. I just have to figure out in my body what I, I, I don't want to just do that, you do know? It. And he said, he said, what, well, it feels contrived. I said, the way I'm doing it right now feels contrived, but I want to be able to give you what you want because I know what you're going for. I just have to kind of feel when it's the right thing. Oh God, I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. Cece will know when she does that, I'll never forget that, what actually happened. We'll know that. Yeah. But then even if the audience doesn't know the real story, they won't feel like that's a phony moment. Yeah. Mm. Nice. I, had, yeah so I had to feel it. He saw it. He knew what he wanted yeah. to see. I had to feel it in the right spot to give yep. him what he wanted. Yeah. But what, what what's amazing about that though is that watching watching it yesterday and in that moment, you know, not knowing any of this until like right now, <laughs> I could just remember like for me, the emotional timbre of that song completely shifted. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're so it, it's a song that's so iconic. Mm-hmm. But having that story, and I think that maybe even that physical gesture associated mm-hmm. with it, for me, gave the song a completely different meaning. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. that was really powerful. So, so that's were, a there were a couple yeah, of that's moments. an amazing moment of process. It oh yes, and there was another moment uh, when um, she's singing "Somebody's on My Mind." And she goes and she gets that drink uh-huh. and she starts to nod out. And we wanted to recreate in that moment uh-huh. a very uh, well-used, oft-used picture of her when she was at the end and she's standing at the microphone with a drink in her hand and she's just like this, you know, she's gone. And I remember watching a documentary when they said that uh, when she walked in looking the way she did, because the musicians hadn't seen her in quite some time, that some of them cried. Because mm-hmm. at, that, at that point in her life, it was towards the end and she just didn't care anymore. She didn't take care of herself physically the way she used to. But we wanted to recreate that moment. And you have to be so careful, so careful, because you got to step past the mic just a little bit so that the audience can see the picture with half, without it looking like, oh, I'm going to step beyond this because I got to do this. Uh-huh. Have it look like a pose. But that's really what it is. It's recreating that imagery. Of yeah. And Terry, yeah. and Terry just, just literally slays that every night. This particular weekend was, was powerful because the audience on two nights was very boisterous. They were like, very mm. par- in a party mood and then in the middle of the piece they're just all quiet and it's not because they they they're not into it they she's just drawn them in and taken them to another level that they didn't expect to be fascinating to to be a witness to that it's totally fascinating to see her change the room and take change the nature of everybody who's witnessing the um, the, the Definitely, definitely. Thank you. Um, so, so, so I'm not a musician, y'all, but <laughs> I know a lot of these songs fairly well because uh, I'm a fan of, of, of I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a student of jazz and, mm-hmm. and, and a student of, of Billy's work. 
And so I, when I was listening yesterday, I, I, I noticed that the arrangements are like different than the arrangements that I, that I'm used to for those songs. So, 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 so was, was there, was there any thought behind intentionally shifting those arrangements or maybe I just totally heard it wrong? Um, what do you think you heard that was different? Well, well, uh, I know in particular for, for God bless the child, there was something mm -hmm. about the intro that was different for me. Um, and, and even um, even though I know Bessie's uh, Pickfoot in a Bottle of Beer, mm -hmm. I've also heard Billy's version and that one sounded slightly different. Um, mm -hmm. it, it definitely had, had more of a bluesy element to it than I'm normally used to a lot of Billy's other stuff. So, I mean, you know, if, and I could, could be totally wrong, with my non-musician ears, but 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 were there any considerations that were made in terms of the arrangements and shifting the arrangements around a bit? They're pretty close. They're pretty close. And anything else is just sort of artistic license, but they're very close. Yeah, I, you know, for for one thing, it's musical theater. It's not really a, a club. You know, God right. bless the child would have been played differently. Had it been, we, we've been singing in a club. Um, mm. Billy never sang, I want to be somebody's baby doll. She never sang it. She just aspired to have that big sound like Bessie, but she never could because mm -hmm. that wasn't her voice. It's not even, right. I, I probably have a bigger voice than Billy, but it's, it's very similar. So, uh -huh. you know, you, you, you just walk a fine line sometimes with this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, even God Bless the Child, I sing it slightly differently because my voice is slightly different. You know, right. uh, I, I got to give it just enough Billy so that you know that, so that you, you keep her in mind. But then a little bit of Terry has to come through too, just for me to support the instrument. And because I am an actor who sings. So I'm going to yeah. bring a little bit more of an interpretation, a more the theatrical, I think, interpretation than if I were in a nightclub. And I can yeah, just have a lot more laid back. Oh, sorry, Terry. Um, yeah, I think, as you say, as a person who's not a musician, but lover of music, um, of course, you know, it was all Tyrone, you know, as a musical director and then in connection with Terry and the band. But I, like, you know, they would put the, uh, you know, arrangements together. And then there would be times then if I had a question about it, because as you said, and as Terry was saying, it's musical theater. So it's like, how is this music connecting to this moment? So there were moments where we would, like I would ask him a question or he would have a thought or Terry would have a thought of the band. You know, it was like certain things were crafted a little differently just to match the story, mm -hmm. to match right. the moment. But also, of course, respect Billy's work, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like respecting her work. But then how could certain things be tweaked and not in a disrespectful way, but just say, like, OK, this just fits this moment better. And, um, you know, and then there were moments where, like, Tyrone would say, listen to this, because I, I might have a question. And then, cause you know, they would have musical rehearsals without me. So they were like, oh no, mm -hmm. this is why we're doing this moment. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I love the fact of how, uh, and I agree with Terry too. I think our, 
our energies this time and just the way it was working was really nice. And it was just like, okay, you're like, oh, I see what you're doing. And you just, you know, or try this and, oh, that's nice. And it was a lot of collaboration. And sometimes- and Terry's being and Terry's being modest too because she every day at soundcheck we play around and she comes up and we're always shocked at the songs that she knows and the, and she is not just uh, an actor first I would call her a double threat because she can sing mm. and she slays every night when she especially uh, I said it yesterday when we did the talk back um, at the end of. The first song where she sings those two notes has gone. It's, mm -hmm. it's Billie Holiday. I guess I've always thought of you as a double threat too, but I, I understand that as a performer. But the fact that you say, or it may be even triple too, you know, as a dancer, but the fact that you say you think of yourself as an actor who sings, I was like, really? I guess I never well, thought about it. When I, I started in the business, it was a singer who acted, but I didn't act very well, hmm. you know? I mean, I needed to have more life experience. I did a lot of musical theater, a lot of musical reviews and that. And it's not that you don't get a chance to act in those things, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, interpreting a lyric is not the same thing as interpreting uh, dialogue. Mm -hmm. So, you know, over the years, I was able to get more of an experience doing that and I prefer doing straight plays actually for a time there that's what I wow. wanted to do rather than sing but um uh you know now and then then after a while I said you know what I'm an actor I became an more of an actor I think than a singer and I just said I'm, I'm an actor who sings doesn't matter really <laughs> I feel that is but really sometimes when you have a heavy musical theater resume, directors and producers don't think you can act. They, they think right. And that has happened to me. Uh, mm -hmm. Somebody actually turned me down for a role in something and his commentary, which came back to me, was not the person should not have told me what he said. But what he said was, oh, she's just a singer. And so when I had wow. the opportunity to be in the same room with him, <laughs> I said, so... <laughs> and he was embarrassed. Uh, I, I wasn't, you know, the other thing too is don't be dismissive of people publicly no, right. because you don't know who's going to come back and say something. And that person came back and repeated what he said to me. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it turned out to be just fine between us. And, and but I just, I more, I more let him know it so that he understood that he was not safe. <laughs> and they're not there from now on. <laughs> from now on, it's like, oh, okay. They liked me more. <laughs> so, so I, I I got one last question for y'all. Um, so you know, yesterday was Juneteenth, and um, and you know, I guess in commemoration of, of Juneteenth and and its current popularity for people who are just discovering it. Um, I, you know, I would yeah, that was kind of shady. Um, I would. <laughs> I would love for y'all to talk about each of you. Um, why is why is Billie Holiday important to both Black culture but also to American culture? Well, she was so brutally honest, and she suffered because she was a Black woman. The FBI came after her; they were relentless because she sang that song, "Strange Fruit." 
and we know what it's about. You know, there are people who sit out in that audience and they're stunned when they hear the lyrics. I don't think some of them really understand before they, they came to see the show what those lyrics are about. But when she starts talking about black bodies swinging, swinging from the southern trees and 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 the line that always gets me is scent of magnolia sweet and lord have mercy and the sudden wow. smell burning flesh burning now if you are black anywhere in the world but especially in this country and in the south we've all heard the stories even if it hasn't happened to you personally my 90 something year old uncle was telling me about being taken into the wooded area in Florida and his father pointing out the, you could still see scorch marks on the trees from where the Klan mm. would take black men uh, who they had a problem with, beat them, pour hot tar on their skin and then dump feathers on them. Now, when I'm standing there singing that song, that's what I'm thinking about and what that had to feel like what that had to sound like. This woman, this, she demonstrated such courage because she said, I'm gonna sing about it. I don't care what they do to me. I'm gonna sing about it, you know? So when you talk about black freedom, we still don't have the kind of freedom that we're talking about. Right. That we say we're still not there. We understand what that means. Have things gotten better? Yes, people have grown in consciousness. People who are not, uh, you know, who are not black have grown in consciousness, grown with, and George, the, the murder of George Floyd in front of everybody to see him snuffed out like he was a buck someone had brought down for dinner. <laughs> you know, talk about, you know, divine intervention, divine, uh, uh, um, divine flow, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, people could see for themselves what, what people like Billy have been singing about and talking about and suffering about for decades. Mm -hmm. It's now me, real. I'm... It's now real. And I'll shut and up. For, and for me, I want to add, add that I think it was County Cullen, if it wasn't County Cullen, it was one of the other uh, Harlem Renaissance poets who asked the question, how could a, uh, this great grand God make a poet, but then make him black? Mm. And he's, he's saying, how do you put a being on the earth who is going to be expressive and have to express all of what it means to be human in, in, in all of its dimensions. She just comes and, and gives you all of this pain, but makes it beautiful. And that's what we are as artists. We change life challenges and life pains and life struggles and make them something that gives people hope and inspiration. And she embodies that more than anybody in the last hundred years because she had so much pain that she did transform into beauty. Yeah, I, uh, I think beautifully said by Terri Ann Lorenzo, why she's so important 
is because um, you know she's an icon. I think in 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 more than one sense, meaning she was an icon because, of course, she was a great jazz musician. I mean, a jazz singer. So just number one, just that. Just if, when you look at the history of jazz and how many people um, beyond just jazz who were influenced by her, who listened to her. Uh, but then also her activism, uh, like mainly as Terry was saying, or solely started with the base of that song of, uh, you know, of Strange Fruit. And what she gave up, what she was fearless in doing to sing this song because she knew the importance of her voice. She knew the importance of speaking up. And, you know, even though, you know, we talked about it, you know, and people try to paint her, you know, with the drugs and all that. It's like, okay, we know that part. And we know a lot of singers and all that were doing drugs, not condoning anything. But the point is, they didn't attack her for the drugs. Mm -hmm. That was just what they used. Mm -hmm. They were attacking her to shut her up, mm -hmm. you know? And it was just the fact of anytime you got the FBI, you know, we talked about this. When you, you got the FBI, like after, like they after Martin Luther King, they were after Malcolm X, they after Dilly Holiday. When you got them after you, you somebody, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, J. Edgar <laughs> Hoover ain't gonna have a file on you for doing drugs. No. Right. And so I think she meant so much is because she right. knew that and she didn't stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she knew what was, she knew the issues. She knew I'd have been in jail. I'd have been in jail. I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to do. You and know, criminalized people. Yeah. The, the, the irony is they're not the ones who are bringing it into this country. No. <laughs> they don't own the planes and the boats. They don't run the piers that it comes through. They're not the ones. And they're not the only ones using it. <laughs> oh. And you oh. know what? Live her life. Experience being raped at 10 and being thrown into prison mm. because right. the police said she had to tempt him at 10. Mm. See if you wouldn't use some drugs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, <have> mercy. <laughs> mm. So I, I just want to thank y'all so much for your craft, for your artistry for your vulnerability uh in shaping this beautiful piece of work and hopefully uh people get a chance to to watch this video and have enough time to see the show before it closes so uh so. thank y'all for taking some time off on your off day to thank chat you. with us it's greatly appreciate thank you thank you for thank you thank you bye-bye bye, -bye. Take care. bye everybody see you bye. thursday bye.